During this whirlwind of a past year, Mark has been our faithful companion. This fast pace of, of his gospel seems right in step with the fast pace of life resuming. Throughout the year, we have heard Mark's account of Jesus speaking up for those whose voices aren't being heard, always while pointing to God. And since Mark has been our faithful companion, we might expect to hear Mark speak one last time on this last Sunday of the year. But instead, we're guided by John's voice on this Christ the King Sunday. We hear John's account of Jesus coming before Pilate, declaring that his kingdom is not from this world and that he came into the world to testify to the truth. These words from John help us to claim Christ's power over death on this Sunday where we point to the reign of Christ as truly having already come. As those who belong to the truth, we are to live in such a way that points to Christ here and now. During our recent Wednesday Night Live series on gratitude, we were reminded that everything we have was originally a gift from God to us. And it is our place to direct the gifts to others. We are called to recognize Christ's kingdom surrounding us and to respond in ways that point people to God at work in our world today. We live in the here and nowness of Christ. So this last Sunday of the church year, we celebrate the reign of Christ here and now, before entering the new church year and the season of Advent, before entering the season of waiting to celebrate both the here and nowness of Christ through the birth of Jesus, and the not-yetness of Christ as we await the second coming. As we hear John's voice on this final Sunday of the year, let it remind us of those poetic and familiar first words in the book of John, which we heard read from this pulpit back on the very first Sunday of January. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Christ came into the world, the here and nowness of which we speak, and yet his kingdom is not of the world, this not yetness that we try to understand. Kingdoms aren't something we naturally identify with today, or at least I don't. But the rule of a king was the norm back in that day. Kings ruled with power, ultimatums, and harsh judgments. But this man, who is being called king of the Jews, does not act like a king. Earthly kings command military maneuvers. But Christ the King commands us to love 
the Lord our God with all our heart and with all our soul and with all our mind and to love our neighbors as ourselves. This passage distinguishes Jesus' rule where all his power is God's from the earthly ruler where the notion of power is usually power over someone or something. When we claim Christ as king, it's not as groveling peasants bowing down to someone with a feeling of unworthiness in their presence, which I admittedly jokingly did to someone just this week, (laughs) but as a declaration that we belong to Christ and that Christ's words hold authority for us. By claiming Christ as king, we are declaring Christ's truth is also our truth. The truth that Jesus speaks of is not limited to the dualistic, right or wrong, authoritarian notion of truth, but rather a way of being and living in the world. Jesus spoke the truth in love, which often meant speaking the truth for those whose voices were not being heard. Scattered throughout the lectionary this past year, we have listened to Jesus speaking up for those whose voices are not being heard, like with the woman who was hemorrhaging, with blind Bartimaeus. Remember the Syrophoenician woman and the widow who gave her two coins from a place of abundance. We may not be able to turn to Scripture to hear current day examples of Jesus speaking up for those whose voices are not being heard, but we are able to hear Jesus speaking today. We hear Jesus speaking through others with whom we interact on a daily basis and through articles and the voices lifted in those that we read. We heard Jesus speaking through one of his disciples right here in our building just a few weeks ago, when during a Wednesday Night Live, Kevin Riggs, pastor of Franklin Community Church and founder of the Williamson County Homeless Alliance, shared about the dire need for affordable housing in Williamson County. This isn't an issue solely spoken about in churches, as I read an article just this week in the Williamson Herald entitled, Labor Shortages Impacting Williamson County Businesses. Our community is experiencing a real shortage of workers, especially in the service sector, and much of the issue can be traced back to the lack of affordable housing. In this article, Matt Legren, president and CEO of Williamson, Inc., speaks to the current challenges of retaining and hiring employees, saying, a lot of times service sector jobs don't pay enough for people to afford to live in Williamson County. What percentage of those serving in our favorite restaurants or stocking the shelves of our local store live outside Williamson County? How many miles 
Does the average person working in the service industry in our county drive just to get to work each day? The lack of affordable housing in our community is one of those truths that many may find easier to ignore. But thankfully, Jesus is still speaking through people like Kevin Riggs and others who point us to Christ's command to love God and one another. Advocating for affordable housing is the type of situation where I imagine Jesus speaking the truth in love almost as clearly as we hear him in Scripture speaking up for the widows and the blind and the outcast. Words from one commentary stood out and stayed with me all week. They, they are, too often we, like Pilate, close ourselves off to the whole truth because it is unpleasant or simply unwanted. We do not want complex answers. We want simple answers that bring less stress and less reflection ignoring the reality of nuance and inconsistency common to human existence. We want the truth that convinces us, not the truth that convicts us. The truth that affirms us, not the truth that challenges us. We want a truth in our own image, not in the image of God. As I read this, I found myself just nodding my head. Yes, too often I want the simple answer rather than investing the time and energy to discover the complex answer. Too often I want the truth that convinces me that I'm on the right path rather than the truth that convicts me to consider another way of living, maybe along a different path. We must be alert to the moment where what we perceive as truth begins looking only like us. Because when that happens, we must remind ourselves to go back to Scripture and to read it again. Truth always reflects the image of God. Truth is living the way Jesus lived. During our elder training recently, we all shared our visions and dreams for our faith community. As you might imagine, the variety of ideas shared were as diverse as our group, but the theme that ran through the conversation was finding ways to use our space and our resources and our energy to point people to God. It's common in our society to pause at the end of a calendar year to reflect on the year that has passed and make goals or resolutions for the one to come. As we come to the end of our Christian year and as we continue emerging from the pandemic, now is a good time for our congregation to dream and to share visions of what we want for the future. When people drive down, Wilson, down Franklin Road and pass our campus, what do we want them to think about? What 
adjectives do we want the people of Williamson County to think of when they hear First Presbyterian Church of Franklin or see our logo somewhere in the community? To mark the 50th anniversary of Martin Luther King Jr.'s famous I Have a Dream speech, Reverend William Barber preached a moving message that called those present to go back to their homes and to make a difference in their communities. He proclaimed, we are being called to prophetic vision, vision that comes from revelation by God, vision that dreams that we are not afraid of the enemy, vision and dreams that do not know how to fail or how to give up, the kind of vision that makes you run on and see what the end will be. Prophetic dreaming is the kind of vision that comes in the midst of nightmares. Yes, there are some nightmares, but the dream of justice is greater. The dream of truth is greater. These past 20 plus months have been a type of nightmare. Reverend Barber encourages us to embrace prophetic vision and dream not from a place of fear, but from a place of abundance, a place of gratitude, a place where we listen to Christ's voice speaking in a kingdom that is present, but still not fully realized. The simpler path throughout the pandemic might have been for us just to focus on the negative and, and live maybe from a place of fear, but I am grateful to be part of a community of faith that took a path focused on gratitude, continuing to point to Christ as king and living from a place of abundance. As those who belong to the truth, we have a long legacy of working together on behalf of the poor, the marginalized, and the oppressed, all while pointing to Christ. Let us go forth today, listening to Jesus, discerning our way forward, and testifying to the kingdom of truth each and every day. May it be so. Amen.